Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Episode, this is our episode six. Ooh. We have jumped ahead again for for our very, very avid fans who are following this timeline. Not at all. Yeah. We, if you we, do want to watch the episode that we're talking about, it is the countdown. Yeah, so we went to this one because this episode involves a swingers party, and we just really wanted to watch back what a swingers party was like. It's hard to pass that up. And uh, so we'll, we'll get to that point. I don't want to rush it, but needless to say, swingers parties are my worst nightmare, and it makes my stomach hurt just watching them unfold on TV. On a previous episode, you talked about how you don't even like when old people discuss sex, so them at the swingers party yeah, is I probably... Did. Yeah. Pretty hard to watch, but also, and just really the way they did, the, just the way they did it, I just the the with the watches and stuff, like it made me so nervous. But anyways, let's just start. So we're so we're just jumping all over the timeline here. But in this episode, we just want to say because a big plot point is this douchebag Oliver who is now in the mix. Um, Oliver, if you've seen the OC at all, you will definitely remember. You, yeah, if you've seen the OC, which I pray to God you have, otherwise we don't ever want to hang out with you. But if you have not seen it in a while, Oliver is... He is out of control, like, on in terms of pulling a wedge situation on Marissa and Ryan. I'm not against the wedge. Yeah. My current it's... wife was wedged upon once, once back in the day by me. <laughs> and so I'm not against the wedge. But so in this case you don't hate the game, you just hate this particular player. Yeah, I mean he's also fucked pretty hard. I would so. say yeah, let's spend a little time here. I would say Oliver, just definitely in terms of the show, one of the top villains in the show. But oh. also in all of T V and movies. Oh no, I would put yeah. him in my top top maybe four. 50? Top four? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where that's from. <laughs> like over like Darth Vader and over like no, oh, uh, I thought you meant so yeah still okay still like Darth Vader um Darth Vader uh Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore is a pretty good one <laughs> yeah. but I'd say Oliver is at least top seven or eight I mean this guy sucks ass his whole thing is he he is a a second year senior so he's a he's a freshman in college essentially he's a 19 year old and he's going after a 15 year old that is a big age gap difference at that age like school, four yeah. four years i mean you're talking fully through puberty versus just got to puberty or just went through it or whatever uh so like uh, yeah i guess girls it's a little earlier but like it still that's a weird four years there. Like one or two years is a huge deal back then. Oh, it's definitely weird, and I'll tell you one person who uh, is not freaked out. In fact, loves the weirdness. Our Marissa Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's just before because we're gonna go way into Oliver. But so 
the the thing that I just wanted to hit on that that caught my eye when the episode first started was same side sitting at the in the morning by Sandy and Kirsten uh-huh. doing a crossword puzzle. Yeah, they start off really close to each other at the beginning of the episode. They're fully in love. This would never happen. I like one. I as a non-morning person, like in the morning, all I want to do is just kill anyone in my path and like any conversation. Like if if my wife comes down and says something, I'm just like immediately like shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. So like the fact that they're just like not only hanging out and so chipper in the morning doing a team crossword puzzle, which. Who the fuck cares about doing that? But sitting in essentially the same chair. Well, there's two things here. First of all, we know the Coens start their day at like 5.30 in the morning. As soon as bagels, the sun pops up. Schmear bagels. Yeah, and they're, they're just on. There's no grogginess. It's just full, full conversations, full banter. And it might as well have been, you know, in the evening on the weekend. In terms of how lively their conversation is. So that part doesn't freak me out. Um, and my second point is, I think what we're seeing here is just kind of a, a, a setup for what happens later in the episode with the rut. Well, here's the... Yeah. But First off, if you. you're in a rut, that's a rut. A rut is them waking up at 6.30 in the morning and, and fucking having a cup of joe yeah, they're just, on each other's they're just laps. too comfortable with each it's other. It's 45. So... If I ever see anyone at a restaurant who's sitting at a same side sit, like if I see a same side sitter, I immediately chalk them up as psychopath serial killers. Have probably murdered someone in their life, and probably killed someone on the way there. Have definitely molested. Have definitely raped. I, it's, it's a weird move. So, anyways, that that was definitely another thing. Even that, if you are so okay, let's say even if you are super in love. You sit across from each other so you can look at each other while you're talking. Sitting next to each other is the weirdest shit ever. I will just it's never... A it's, a, it's like a... It's a show-off thing. I will never... Yeah. Who are you showing off for? Yeah, That's my I, problem. Yeah, exactly. And I will it's never, weird. ever, ever, ever Whoa. do a crossword puzzle with my wife. <laughs> you heard it here? <laughs> <laughs> never. I'll never do it, dude. Even playing that game that was cool for like... Oh, a six-month stretch, Words of Friends. Uh-huh. I, I played that with her like one or two times, wanted to kill myself, uh, never did quick it again. Quick fun fact about me. Um, in college, I got the paper, did the crossword every single day, never finished one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it, a sign of things to really come with your, your commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I was smart enough to get through it. So, yeah. Anyways, another thing I noticed about that morning, because we'll, we'll only spend like 20 minutes on this morning at the Cohen's household, and then we'll move on, but Seth coming down hot in uh, boxers, and I was thinking like, 15-year-old dudes, I don't think you want to be coming down early in the morning in just boxers, because let's point. just say there was a lot of morning wood back then. At that ripe age of 15, a lot of we'll spontaneous, random boners that you have no control over. We would always used to get them and have to hide them, like, on, just on the way to school, on the, to on the car ride to school. Yeah, well, you hit a bump, boner. North, Brent, North Bend Road was yeah. kind of a rumbly road, so you are, we're not to blame. That's, that's boners true. back then came, they came like wildfire. Like, so, coming down 
aggressively. I mean, I guess you gotta keep in mind he's 24 in real life, Adam Brody. So it's not like he's actually a 15 year old hiding boners in the morning. He's been up in his room for an hour, just priming himself <laughs> for the conversation that's to come. All right, what do you want to hit on anything next? Because I got I got some some uh, Marissa Cooper sucking moments. Um, yeah, so I don't know if we've talked about this, but kind of the core of the episode is that it's New Year's. Um, at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's New Year's Eve, and that's kind of, uh, it starts at the beginning of the day, and it kind of leads up to this crescendo at midnight of the episode. Um, and Ryan and Marissa, at the very beginning, kind of make plans to do nothing, which sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially on New Year's nowadays, because, like, now New Year's just makes me want to kill myself, and so, like, the thought of just doing nothing on New Year's of either like we've hung out with our friends like just getting together with like a close group of friends or just literally sitting home and watching movies sounds so much better than the forced fun on New Year's that always blows ass it always it never lives up to the hype like it's always like oh dude New Year's is there's this huge crazy party or whatever and then it always just ends up sucking yeah most cases uh, I love going out most cases I would much rather go out than stay home except for some reason, that one, that one night of the year. Uh, so what? So having no plans is the best. So they. So th- th- per, this just leads me into my MCITW of the week, brought to you by Wicklow Wear. Be free and explore Wicklow Wear. W i c k l o w wear dot com. Get all your outdoor gear. Wicklow Wear. MCITW. Marissa Cooper is the worst of the week. This one is simple. Um, New Year's. Okay, we both agree. It blows. It sucks. You don't want to be doing it, but. Here's what I do know for sure. If you don't hang out with your wife or girlfriend or significant other on New Year's and do the kiss at countdown to midnight or whatever, you are fucking dead. Like, you're in the doghouse hard. Like, I have, I can think of at least five New Year's of the 11 that I've been with my wife, and four or five of them. I just didn't give a shit because who cares? As you, if you're a dude, I don't think you really care about like a kiss right at midnight. I know I don't no. give a shit. <laughs> but like four or five of them, I would say I didn't do that. Like I was off talking to friends or whatever, and then no oh. kiss happened. Like right at that time. I mean, even I know. You're yeah, it's fuck up. I mean, it's fuck up. It's a hey, <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> so I don't do that anymore. Um, so. Anyways, now watching this back, it's like I know how important that is to the ladies. I'm pretty sure. Would I think? I mean, well, I think. yeah. Let's not get it twisted. I love a nice kiss. Head okay, head. so I sorry. Yeah, I won't make that a guy girl thing because that's just I. I guess I'm an idiot. But you just hate kissing. All I know is <laughs> kissing up top, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all I know is. It's important. And so Marissa, though, just goes, hey, I just met this guy, Oliver, at rehab. And Oliver has told me that he's got some party happening. He actually had a flyer in his jacket at the time and he gave it to Dishbag. He's got a party happening at his penthouse. So I'm going to that. And then Ryan goes, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. I just want to, like, stay home. And it's like, okay, fine. Marissa Cooper is the worst of the week here, MCITW of the week, is the fact that Marissa's just going to fucking go to this party by herself with this dude she met from rehab. Yeah. No, I mean, it would still be a bummer, but it was more expected. 
she stays with Ryan, but is just in a foul mood. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, bad. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we could have gone to this party, but now we're stuck. Exactly. But, like, you stay. That's exactly what I think of is, yeah, you just, you stay at home and you watch movies and, and then you make that guy's life a living hell the entire night mm-hmm. because he didn't let you go to the party. That's but you don't just that. fucking go to the party with this dude from rehab. That's what the worst girlfriend does. That's why she's MCITW of the week. Marissa Cooper is the worst. Uh, I do want to say, though, me and Pat were both noticing as we were getting into, again, another pillow fight, uh, tossing it back and forth, over Marissa just looking so good. In this yeah, episode. this is a real like, good Marissa looks-wise episode. She's just so attractive. God damn it. She's, she's very attractive. <laughs> she's so good-looking. It sucks, because... Misha Barton has really fallen off a cliff in real life. Had some issues with drugs. Pat did have a run into with her in real life. Another that fun fact about Pat. That is very true. Why don't you tell that story about how that went? Oh, yeah, no. It that was, was probably, in our. So, it was set up to be one of the most exciting moments. This is when we're in LA mm-hmm. and we're bringing V Necks back, as our listeners know, because yeah. we've said it 10 yeah. times. And we went to the Viper Room, was it, one night? Yeah, just a couple uh, <laughs> just a couple Midwestern kids totally out of place. Zero <laughs> money. Los Angeles Room. Okay, so real quick, because your story is way cooler here, so I'll, I'll lead into it with a little lamer story. Oh, cool. To just to prove to you how little money and how little of no- – we were in L.A. for internships and summer internships. We had no money in college. And – that night, I was so disgusted with just being at the Viper Room that I left after like being there for like 47 minutes. Such a mistake. Got a cab home. This is before Uber and everything. It's 09. Got a cab, cab ride home. Somehow I did have like $80 in cash in my pocket. I don't know how, but... Was it from that Craigslist job that you always <laughs> Secret shopper. Shopper. Craigslist. Story for the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we almost did get scammed on Craigslist. Into a secret shopper job. It looks so good on the posting. It looked just like easy money. I didn't take it. Uh, had $80 in my pocket that night. Took a cab ride home. Um, turns out from the Viper Room to the campus of USC, which is only like a 24-minute drive, it's going to run you more than $80 in LA cab fees. And so he got a mile away from our apartment and I was at $80 and I had to tell him, hey, he, hey, right here in this like really shitty neighborhood, like on the outskirts of USC's we, campus we in were, downtown LA. We were in South Central LA. Yeah. I was like, here's good. Here's good. And even the cab driver's like, dude, we're like a mile from where you told me and this is not a good spot. And I was just out of money. I'm like, no, totally cool. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. Here's good. Here's the 80. Sorry, no tip for you. And uh, uh, here's good. And so, yeah, I just, I sprinted. It's I ran like a 4-3 to get that mile back. That's good speed. It, anyways, all right, so not to hijack oh, so, your story. Yeah, while you were gallivanting through South Central LA, um, <clears throat> I was in the Viper Room. Uh, I think, what were we there for? We were to see maybe... <clears throat> it was a Mike show? Mike had a show? No, I think it was maybe uh, his sister's boyfriend had a show. We were there to oh, see a okay. concert. Yeah. So we did have an excuse to, to be there. We didn't just roll up to this L.A. club. Uh, we are there for a reason. Anyways, who's there but Marissa Cooper from the O.C. Outside. Yeah, in the flesh. Which she, um, yeah. So uh, I didn't really notice that she was there. Uh, we were outside um, 
just kind of catching some air, I noticed that she was standing right next to me, so I'm not going to not say anything. Yeah, you got to say something, because this is like three years after the OC aired, and we are fucking primed. And yeah. We are jacked up. Um, so I throw out a, like, oh my god, I don't. I think I blacked out for a little bit, and I just threw a, like, oh, hey, how's it going? Just friendly conversation. Just not even intending on, it was not a... Uh, yeah, you, it was you not a flirt situation. I just wanted an interaction. Right, I got to talk to this person. This is a hero yeah. of mine. I'm about to have a story. Right? I thought she was murdered off. I thought she was killed yeah. in a car accident <laughs> with Volchek. Sorry, spoiler Anyways, alert. I'm she all, dies. I'm all excited. I'm about to talk to the Marissa Cooper. I throw out a "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, and I get a. She turns to me and just blows cigarette smoke in my face <laughs> <laughs> and turns and, back. And by this point, she's like real, real messed up on like. She's got a coke addiction, and she's she probably does. on like heroin and crack. She yeah, she had like gained a lot of weight, and she was into some serious drug issues. In hindsight, she probably saved herself from a bunch of annoying OC questions, so you can't really blame her. Okay, that's a very good story. I'm glad you told it, and uh, it's amazing. It th- that's what they say: never meet your heroes. Yeah, never meet your heroes. <laughs> It's always a letdown. It's really good life advice. Okay, so let's let's just go one. I want to give one, one quick point. At this time, Haley, who just moonlights into this scene, it's Kirsten's younger sister. Not important. She does have a high school. She has like a big party, and I just want to say that it's it's one of these things you always see in TV shows. Is like, and we were talking about it. Whenever you have a high school party and any of these teen dramas are on TV. Everyone shows up at once. Yeah. Like, and they're always the rowdiest people when yeah. they come through the door. It's like they teleport to the front door. Yeah, it's like they everyone says sprint. like they know they've teleported twenty yards away from the front door and then just full sprint. Yeah, and then they, they come in and it's like so everyone they must have had a group text or something on their flip phones before iPhones were a thing, and they were like, Hey, everyone show up to this party at nine thirty eight. I swear to God, if you show up at 9.39, you're not coming in. We all have to go in, barge through the doors at the exact same moment. So is real. I get I, I get annoyed with that. They all, and We're assuming they're kind of like in their mid-20s, and they yeah. just come in just destroying shit. Yeah, because that's Haley's a little supposed to be a little older. Yeah, I feel like... And I, they just come in, yeah, and they just start picking up lamps and just start throwing lamps. Like, as soon as they get into the house... Dick move by the people yeah, so, at the party. So not only does Haley run with like a wild party crew, she knows exclusively just gigantic assholes. Because who's still doing that in their twenties? Bunch of douchebags. Grow the fuck up, Haley's friends. So okay. Then the other party going on that night, the swinger party. Oh yeah. Actually, there's all parties going on because there's the the Oliver party at his penthouse and the swingers party. So Sandy and Kirsten decide that they're in a rut. Doesn't spurred, seem like a rut to me because on to Haley, she's like got yeah. the crazy lifestyle. She convinces yeah, Haley's like a free spirit, and she's like, "Oh, Kirsten, you're in a rut. You guys got to like go to this like crazy party." It's like, okay, fine. I don't feel like they're in a rut. They're playing crossword puzzles together, sitting on each other's laps in the morning. If that's a fucking rut, I might need to get a divorce. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, then I am in the fucking trenches of a rut. Um, so. They go into this swingers party, and swingers parties, to me, feel like a lot like strip clubs. Like, sounds so good on paper, it's like, oh, dude, oh my god, 
like strip clubs. It's like, oh, I'm going to see like so many naked girls tonight. Haven't seen another naked girl in a little while, so this will be cool. And then like as soon as you get in there, you're just like, god damn it. This is depressing. This is sad. The guy next to me is on like his 17th O'Doul's, and he, it's cle- everyone knows him by name. And I don't know if he owns a toothbrush. Like, That guy fuck. has an oxygen tank. Yeah, so th- this swingers party feels like, and I, let me just be clear, never been to a swingers party. I don't imagine I'll ever be at one. But it's like you walk in and everyone's just, so it sounds cool. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to have sex with a different girl tonight. Okay, this could be cool. And you're only thinking about yourself. And then once you walk in, then it's like, oh fuck, my wife is going to be having sex with one of these dudes tonight yeah, I feel like that reality would set in pretty hard pretty hard right when you walk in and you look at the dudes and you're like oh god I will say um, even though he kind of comes at it as a joke until we'll get to this in a second Kirsten seems to be totally down um, Sandy is killing it at the swingers party killing it I mean the man has fantastic <clears throat> game uh, he's got good old person game yeah like, because essentially it just feels like at this point all you need is like to just be kind of cool personality wise because he's not really saying that much stuff. All he's like is like, oh, yeah, what would you think of the Galapagos Islands? I really like the Galapagos Islands. Yeah, and it's like true. that that's him being dynamic in this, this old crew. He's, uh, he's kind of like a far away just like uh, just chatting it up with somebody. And it's kind of in a way where it's like, oh, really? We're in a rut? Watch the fuck out. You want to see how fucking deep into a rut I can get? You want to see the talents come out? Let me spread my wings, Kirsten. Yeah, so, so it's almost like he's his game is just aggressive back at Kirsten in the rut that she, she's talking so about. So the, the other thing I want to say about this this party is... Okay, so, so here's the thing. We're disgusted by it. Again, if you walk into a swingers party, again, it's like one of those things where you're like, this could be cool, this could be cool, and then you walk in and immediately your stomach just starts hurting and you're just like yeah I, I got to leave because I just got to take a shit now because like my stomach is killing me with how nervous this place is making me they do this thing where they put all the watches into a jar and then it's like so again I don't even you at this party your mode's got to be Sandy made a mistake strategically because it's like you can't just lock in on one girl it's a random watch thing right and and you gotta like party, be spreading yeah, your yeah, wings. I would I would go to this party. I'd put my first of all. I don't wear a watch, so I guess I would have been fucked. Well, you'd put your leather wristband in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The, I mean, you don't even have to talk to anybody at the party. You just kind of. I would just hang out in the corner and just get real drunk, and then just you just yeah. You want to be just like kind of, party. It's a roll of the dice if you're gonna get somebody worthwhile in the pit. I mean, I wouldn't want to roll those dice because like half the people at that party were wearing mock turtlenecks. One guy was wearing a mock turtleneck that was a short sleeve mock turtleneck. And I'm like, I well, like I don't want to be with any of these guys who have these mock turtlenecks on. If it's me, I'm on the email chain, like, looking for a format change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have a little say over it. Yeah, like, just like, all right. The, I mean, we did the watch thing last year. Uh, <laughs> I got mixed up with <laughs> I got mixed up with Chet. <laughs> I don't know if I want to, like, you know, I, I drew the short straw last year, ladies, with Chet. And so, like, I don't know if I need to, like, wait, in this, in this scenario. Brock was looking really good. Scenario? Are you saying that you had to bang Chet? I mean, you at least got to get, how does it work at the swingers party? You at least got to give him a hand job. I feel like you would be paired up with the opposite sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now I'm just fully putting myself in the girl's position, oh, I guess. That's natural. I just don't want to be, if, I just don't want to be I mean, the no girl. Judgment. If you want to. 
Ben and Chet. That's if that's I, you do. I just don't want to be a girl paired up with Chet, the mock turtleneck guy. Hey, Whitney. Intern Whitney's walking through. Yeah. How the, how the mic sounded? We level? Whitney, Whitney, intern Whitney, let me get your hot take on mock turtlenecks. Very opportune time to walk through. Hello. Come on in here. What's your hot takes on mock turtlenecks? Oh, man, mock turtlenecks. I mean, there's a time and place for the mock turtlenecks. Would you say What's a that? swingers party is that place? <laughs> the holidays. The holidays. The holidays. You Let's can get just... away with a mock turtleneck around the holidays. Let's be quick, clear on this. Uh, Whitney told us definitely not to do this, where we bring her in without any sort of <laughs> any sort of like preparation. Hey, we like to break the rules on this. All right, so intern Whitney does not like mock turtlenecks unless it's a Christmas party. You heard it here. And so we now know what Pat's going to be wearing an to the office take. Christmas party, <laughs> where again we may have to. Mm, does I, HR I know? I own one. Did we tell him? I filled out the forms. I mean, it's just at that office Christmas party when you're wearing the mock turtleneck and Whitney's getting all jacked up on you. Right. We're going to have to say something. I mean, HR will be there. Well, the, I, I filled out the forms. So okay. Fine. So, anyways, they put their watches back on track. They put their watches in this thing. Uh, yeah, completely random. I don't like that. But here's the other thing. Another thing I noticed is when they put the watches in, that girl who's running the thing is just calling the girls out by name to come up randomly and come pick a watch out. She could have called, if she calls Kirsten's name anything but last, Sandy's whole ploy is completely pointless. Oh. So, okay, okay, I'll let you finish because I just cracked the code. I just cracked the code. So the, so the thing was is that Sandy did a cool guy move and Kirsten's getting real nervous and when the watches start getting picked, because then it's like, oh shit, I really don't want to be here. I was talking a big game, but now that they're actually like pairing off and going to have sex, I don't want to do this. And then Sandy, he never put his watch in. So you don't find that out until the end when the, it's Kirsten's turn to pick and there's no watches left because Sandy had yeah, it down so his pants. I get, luckily, I did. So luckily, she just got called last. Yeah, that's because what I'm saying. Because it could have worked out where she got called like third. That's what I'm saying. She picked out, what was his name? Uh, Craig, Chet, Chet. She picked out Chet's watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had sex with Chet. You just combined Chet. Sandy's watch is out of the fishbowl, and so he, I guess, he's just left with no swinger partner, and Sandy's like balls deep on Chet. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's a horror scene. That's what I'm saying. It's like. They didn't think that through because it's like, well, what if she gets, what if she's picking first? Maybe, let's just say in this, Sandman probably said something to her like, all right, here's the last. Oh, yeah, that'd Maybe, be a cool let's move. Just, so I, I did figure it out, though, with the watch thing. <clears throat> you do the watch because, uh, well, I, could, I guess you took the watch off at the beginning of the party because I was saying if you have the watch on and then you're really hitting off with a girl, she knows what your watch looks like, so she picks you out of the fishbowl. Oh yeah. I thought that was it, but then he. <clears throat> oh yeah, his watch easy to crack. The See, they need to do something where they just like throw names into a hat and Once they, again, because you can pick the watch. Part out. of the swinger crew, I'm sending an email and just trying to uh, get the, the system changed. So la last thing I want to touch on to get back to Oliver, we were talking about Oliver, this guy, biggest villain of all time. He's really trying to wedge in on Ryan. 
he's doing this lame ass like dude game which is like on the wedge and as a guy who now is married like I said married to someone who I pulled a wedge when she was dating this other guy I don't appreciate the wedge game that is I when I was doing the wedge when I was putting the wedge on I act like that other guy doesn't exist I don't bring him up like I keep my focus solely on like just proving to this girl how much better I am than this guy this unnamed guy who she happens to be Dude, dating. Yeah, the fact that whenever he brings Ryan up, it's so creepy. It's so creepy because he's always like, he's doing this thing where he thinks he's using Inception. Like, he'll shit on Ryan and, like, say all these lame things. Like, I don't know. Like, like in a facetious way. Like, I don't know. Is it is it a, is it a bad boyfriend if he just doesn't come to with you to New Year's and leaves you all alone on New Year's? I mean, I don't know if I would do that, but... And then she goes, oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm not saying. I'm just like, like, so he, he's no, such a creep. It's, it's fucking, the gentleman's wedge yeah. is to, like you said, act like the, the other guy does not exist. If he doesn't get brought up, then I guess in theory, you know, he doesn't exist. It's creepy as fuck if she keeps... To keep bring, acknowledging if, him. If she keep, you know, you don't bring him up, she doesn't bring him up, then it's just like it was meant to be you and her. If she keeps bringing him up, and then you keep using that, then you're just a fucking weirdo. And it just keeps reminding it's her like, that this girl's clearly into her guy. Just leave him both alone. And you don't, you don't <laughs> want to just keep reminding her that she's being a terrible human being by like flirting and talking to this other guy. It's like making her feel guilty. So stop bringing him up because it's going to keep reminding her he's, that she's being a terrible person. This is this really insidious long play way. Where he's gonna just like weasel his way into this little sliver and then just kind of. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. The other one, uh, the the last one I want to hit on, and then then we'll wrap this up is, I Anna in this in this scene. It's still going back and forth between Summer and Seth, and so Seth hasn't made a choice yet. Both girls really want him. He's like played this perfectly with both girls, and. So Anna and Seth are at this random penthouse party with Oliver too. Don't know how that happened. How does Oliver have all these friends? It was a loose connection. They weren't very clear on it. <clears throat> but then Anna leaves. Le- like they were going after another guy there trying to get over Seth. Then Anna leaves. Doesn't tell Summer that she's leaving. She just bounces. And then she goes back. You know, we were talking about it. What Anna did is she saw a very fortuitous fucking window yeah and she pounced oh, yeah. she pounced so hard it was a veteran move pulled, <clears throat> veteran move she pulled the chair and i i don't know that i own it honestly saw so she left that party summer's left there she doesn't know where anna went she didn't think that she went to go get seth but then she showed up at seth's house as he's taking the trash out i gotta say i don't know if i was reading too much into this but i almost felt like when anna first walked up that seth was like a little disappointed. Oh, like I wish you were summer. Yeah, like I was kind of. I couldn't make a choice between the two of you, but now I'm realizing I kind of was am wishing that I did choose and I chose summer. Ooh, buddy, I, I might want to rewatch that moment because that's yeah, we that's can a, watch that back. Nice call. It's kind of like when you decide to flip a coin on something, you know exactly what you want when that coin's in the air. And then you wish you you really wanted tails, but you were like, I'll just let the coin decide. And then it comes up heads, and you're like, I should have just said I wanted yeah. Anna's tail. When that 
<laughs> well, that coin comes up, Anna. Sure, you'll go make out with her in your bed while your parents are downstairs having out of the ruts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you wish it came up summer. No, I'm gonna have to watch that again. All right, let's wrap it there. Good solid episode by you. We'll uh, we'll catch it. We'll catch you guys on the flip side later. Check out more Vicarious Living episodes. Follow us on SoundCloud at Vicarious Living. You'll know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. He's just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there. Just not pictured. <laughs>